living life like a king Every day grinding hard with my team The American dream Got money to make, block the candles and cut up the cake Then I put it on plate, I'm running the game, you running in place Still a youngin' at heart, but mentally, bitch, I'm 108 Like pun in the late 90s, my niggas is juggling weight Running for state to state, gunning the race to safety I'm on a paper chase, whatever it takes to make me A millionaire, silly, cause how many really get there? I mean, how many niggas is cheesy? Y'all made this shit sound so easy, breezy Turn on the TV What is up, oh baby? Oh baby, he's back again You know, it's game day, I got the jersey on um, but yeah, welcome in episode 43, dog, I'm on 43 now, episode 43 of shooting the shit with Sands. I am him. He is I, my name is my name. The fuck is up, bro? Ladies, shawty, is that what, we call, is that what they want to be called out here? Now, uh, <clears throat> Jesus, as you can see, I have a new mic. It looks amazing. Dude, if y'all want to go get this thing. I'm going to try to get a sponsorship. I'm not going to tell you the brand yet, okay? I'm going to try to DM them up, try to get a sponsorship for my pod, and then I'll release what it is. It's a very cheap mic on Amazon, man. So, what's popping, everybody? Did you have a good Valentine's Day? Did you lonely women sit at the house all day? Did you? Did you sulk? Did you get drunk by yourself? Did you? Oh, the pity. Oh, the pity of not getting free dinner. And some dick. Oh, I feel so bad for you. I feel so bad. Oh, oh, you wanted the free Italian food. Oh, oh, you had to pay for your own meal tonight. Oh, poor ladies. Ooh, get the fuck out of here. Get out. I don't want to hear it. Sit there, drink your wine alone. And that's what you do. You know, guys love that shit, by the way. Women need so much attention in their lives that they bitch on Valentine's Day because they're single. You know how many guys for Valentine's Day, if they live with their woman, I love hanging out with Nia. We're still, we're only one year in, so, you know, it's still fresh and stuff. You know how many married guys out there on Valentine's Day, they want to be romantic with their woman, but they live with their girl. And if their lady and them decided to have a alternate universe, right? Alternate universe, uh, happy Valentine's Day. Where he gets alone time and gets to watch sports and drink by himself at the house and get plastered off like Dos Equis or whiskey, whatever his beverage is. You know how excited these guys would be? You know how excited they would be? They'd be ecstatic. And all she comes home and does is, you know, bring him a steak and suck his pipe and then they go to sleep. You know how amazing that would be? So the guy has to, on Valentine's Day, Get you something. It doesn't matter. My girl's low maintenance. You have to get her a gift. It's not because she's going to bitch. It's just part of the process. Get her a gift. Be oh so sweet to her all day. I'm already a simp, so it's easy for me. But you got to be sweet to her all day. You got to get her a gift. I'm on I'm on two, three. You got to take her out to dinner. And you can't just do dinner. You can't. You got to make it like a, got to do a movie. Or you got to do something adventurous. You got to go out and Oh, it's so sickening. You take him out to a... I, I spent $98 on dinner. And somebody like, yo, you did good. Yeah, too bad we went to a bar afterwards, had drinks. My pockets were, were... were. Stop, please help me. Fucking help me, bro. Go get a loan. Go get a loan. So, spend a lot of money. You spend a lot of money and then... You can't drink, drink too much. We got whiskey dick. 
You got to keep it up in the bedroom and you got to perform and you got to lay on top of her. You know, it, we have to perform the whole night, beginning to end, beginning of the morning to end. If you don't wish her a happy Valentine's Day in the morning, she's going to tweet about it. She's going to text her friends about it. It's going to be a goddamn disaster. You know, that's the little shit, just a little shit. What I, what I see, what I see, but what, what the fuck do I know? You know, what do I know? I know nothing guys. I know nothing. But yeah, back to Nini. Amazing time. <laughs> Had a fantastic time with my woman, man. Uh, she's the best. She honestly is. Hopefully, I can get her on today. They made her go to work, and it's a fucking ice storm. I know she. we live in the apartment complex. Dude, I couldn't get in my car to take her up there. And to walk, it's all iced over. She's going to bust her ass. Like, I want to call up there and be the the woman of the relationship and be like, y'all are fucking wrong for this. Y'all are wrong. Send her home. You know, like, what is that going to do? Nothing. But yeah, went to work, but man, we went out, had a great time. Love hanging out with her. And she doesn't drink often. So when she gets drunk, I like, it's so entertaining, you know, gets a couple glasses of Prosecco in her and, <laughs> and she is hilarious. She's already hilarious, like up front, but she pushes it to 10 when she's when she's drunk, man. Roasting people at the bar. Oh, it was amazing. This dude left his pregnant wife at home and was bragging about how he could go out and drink. Oh, Nia was giving him the roughest day. The roughest day at the bar. Like he actually felt bad. Like he like went to go call and check on his fucking wife. He felt so bad. Nia was giving him a hard time. But he deserved he's a piece of shit. But anyways, had a great night. Beautiful. I'll post some pictures on Twitter and Instagram. Uh look good, man. I look good. I look damn good. You know, had the new trendy plaid pants on with a nice little sweater. $5 from Forever 21. You know what it is. Had to step the game up, you know. Um, but yeah, man. Great day. Hope y'all had a great Valentine's Day. And women, I hope you were lonely as shit and didn't get any free shit. So, good job, guys. Whoever didn't make their woman cry or they had to use the vibrator at the end of the night, thumbs up. Thumbs fucking up. Now, today on the pod, we are getting into these white hot Utah Jazz. Uh, it's game day for the Heat. Uh, this is going to be posted probably after the game. Well, actually, maybe before. So I'm going to do a little what I think is going to happen in the Clippers game, and then we'll see what happens. And I'm going to say why we don't need to panic and why we should actually be happy about what's going on with the Heat right now. And then I'll find another topic, guys. Y'all understand it's a really slow day in the NBA. Just slow times, and it's getting towards all-star break, and trays are probably going to start going down, and we're going to have some fun. And I know Blake Griffin is now um, kind of on the block. They're, like, sitting him out of the lineup so he doesn't decrease his trade value anymore because he looks awful. No athleticism, no nothing, man. So, But first, we're going to lead off with these Jazz, okay? So the Heat played them yesterday night? No, Saturday night, Saturday night. Uh, man, I tell you, it, they are one of the most frustrating teams to play because their defense is so good, right? That they are missing so many shots, open shots, shots they can make. Donovan Mitchell's missing easy finishes, wide open jumpers that, you know, he can make. And they're so good at defending that they're always in the game. And if they're not defending well, they have so many shooters, they can stay in the game. So I have this incredible stat. It's incredible to me. So the Jazz are six in points per game. 
in the league, sixth in points per game in the entire league. So you're thinking, okay, their pace is amazing. They're, damn, they're, they're, they're up there in pace. They are 27th in possessions per game. And they're sixth in scoring. Those two don't add up to me. Like they just, like Washington is like first in possessions. You know, they have horrible defense. So what what you take from that, from what I take from that is, dude, we're looking at a team that locks up their opposition to the point where they're getting shots at the end of the shot clock like the Heat did. They held the Heat scoreless for seven minutes in the third quarter. And before that, I think before halftime, we scored three times. I think we, at one point, just to give a complete stat, we had four, no, three made shots in 31 possessions against the Jazz. And it's every time you look, they're so good at defending motion. They're good at defending shooters. They got Rudy Gobert. Ugh, God. Do I need to shit on him again? He is a statue, bro. I don't know how he doesn't get seven three-second calls a game, but great paint defense, right? No. I know you're like, what? Wait, wait. Why'd you jump? Dude, they give up. They're like 20th, 24th, something like that, in uh, points in the paint given up. And I think that has to do with Gobert going out of the game. So I think what teams are going to do in the postseason, if they're smart, they're going to stagger their uh, their best like penetrator with Gobert's minutes or their best post guy with go- best post score with Gobert's minutes. Like maybe Anthony Davis gets extended minutes. I don't think he's worried about Gobert, but you know guys like that. Or a Jimmy Butler gets extended minutes when Gobert goes out of the game so we can get to the paint. The hesitancy of going to the paint against that team is absurd. So, I wrote down, why did Hunter Sands, the the, the basketball genius, say they're not a, uh, a contender, right? And I'm still going to stick with that. It's going to be like the Clippers last year, man. This team's going to be second round and out, I promise you. But I, I said, let me play devil's advocate to my own argument. Now, so I wrote down these things that I think uh, teams need to have to be championship contenders, right? I said a guy that is in the range of 24, 5, and 5. I said they need a good six-man. He doesn't have to be Lou Will. He doesn't have to be anything that is, you know, like you can have a Drogic, amazing six-man. You don't have to have a Dennis Schroeder, just somebody who can ball, right? You need shooters, you need great paint defense, and you need to be able to defend the three. And I go and look at the Jazz. <laughs> oh, and I said you need a couple lockdown perimeter defenders. They have that. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. They say his name so weird on the broadcast. I may be saying it wrong. I'm just going to call him Bogey, right? Um, hold on one second. Who is calling me during the podcast? Let me take this phone call. I'll get back to my point. Hold on. Okay, so that was an important phone call. All right, it was my boss. Didn't get in trouble, actually. Got good news. Looks like I'm going to have an easy week this week. Anyways, Bogey, right? Uh, I talked about perimeter lockdown defenders. He is not talked about as a 3 and D guy. People think of him as some, excuse me, some specialist three-point shooter for some reason. I don't know if y'all remember. When Victor Oladipo went down the Indiana Pacers team, do y'all understand he was the only reason they were in the playoff picture? 
this dude was their best player. Like, that's when Sabonis started showing his full potential as well. But he was the main reason. He was scoring like 22, 23 a game when he was on Indiana. Uh, he's a very impressive player. They also have Royce O'Neal. Jordan Clarkson has been spazzing, you know? So, I, like I said, I started looking at all those things. 24-5-5, six-man, shooters, rim protection, uh, three-point defense. They have it all, okay? But I have to stick to my opinion, guys. I'm sorry I have to. So I'm going to break down their roster just to show you, like, it's like that. Like, they got it like that. So they have a 3 and D guy, Royce O'Neal. That is a specialist. He almost had a 5 by 5 game on the Heat. Five steals, five blocks, rebounds, assist, points. He almost had one of those against the Heat. He can shoot. He can defend anybody in the world. He's not going to lock everybody up, but he can defend anybody. You know what I mean? He's a very good wing defender. They got Bogdan, Bogey, like I said I was going to call him. That dude can average, like I said, 20 points on his own team. Donovan Mitchell, this is where the problem is going to come in, right? Where does Donovan Mitchell, where is his ceiling going to be this year, right? Is he going to be a guy you can rely on? to hit those clutch shots uh, to when your offense turns into, all right, solo dolo, we have a plan for Rudy Gobert rolling to the basket every play. What is he going to do when they have elite big man, big men on the other side? You know, I'm excited to see the Joel Embiid tonight, if he plays, match up with Rudy, not because Rudy's even close to his level, because I want to see how the 76ers can defend that pick and roll with a, actual, a legit big man. Bam Adebayo is amazing. He is not big enough to guard Rudy Gobert, and he can guard him. But y'all get what I'm saying? It's like he can't push him out of the way. He can guard him one-on-one, but on when he's running to the rim every play on a pick and roll, it's going to be hard for him to stop him. He's a big motherfucker. And they also, they crash the glass so hard. It is absurd. So, back to these stats that these guys are doing, right? The Jazz. So, we thought of the Jazz as a very good basketball team last year. They, they're a point differential. In basketball, uh, it's not as important as football to me, point margin. But these guys are absurd, though. They're beating people by 9.3 points a game. They're beating people by 2 points a game last year. 50-win team, 2 points a game this year. They've also won 17 out of 18. First time or second time in NBA history. 16 of them are in double digits, bro? Oh, my God. When you're playing them, you have to pray they miss shots. They're one of those teams that was like the Heat in the bubble last year. And I know it always comes back to the Heat. But they remind me of the Heat so much last year in the bubble. Pick and roll, right? Pick and roll-based offense. And just in the, the vague sense of these guys are hot as fuck. These guys are scorching hot from the three-point line. They have a singular superstar who gets everybody involved, who has made a jump in playmaking. We talked about that in the group chat. A huge jump in playmaking. He's become a true point guard now. Not a true point guard, but he makes plays. And they don't need a true point guard. You know why? Because they have Mike Conley who hasn't played, and they're still blowing people out. Joe Ingles is that fucking annoying old guy, or fat, the dude that doesn't look like he can hoop. He's an old white guy at the wreck. I'll say it. He's a 40-year-old white guy at the wreck that comes in there, and he fucking scores eight points, gets three assists, and has nine rebounds, 
in a pickup game that goes to fucking 15. And he's giving everybody buckets. You think you got the best player on the floor? It's fucking him. That's who Joe Ingles is. He's not the best player on the floor in the NBA, but you get my drift. This team is just meant. Like, they're built to win a championship. They could make a run if they were in the East to me. It has nothing to do with the talent of the Jazz, I should say, when it comes to them being a contender or not. It's about their competition. Jokic versus Gobert. Gobert is going to be sitting outside that paint the entire game. You know why? You can let him shoot. We know he can shoot, but that's a strategy some teams use, right? On Joel Embiid, you go, all right, fuck it. Let him shoot. But he doesn't have the passing ability of Jokic. If you're standing back on Jokic, trying to get in those passing lanes, he's going he's gonna to have room to shoot, and he's going to have room to dribble one time and do his floater. Or if you come out to him, he's going to pass around you. So it's just like, if you let him shoot, 40%, please. If you come up tight, pass in lanes. I, and Anthony Davis and LeBron are Anthony Davis and LeBron. And their depth is much more than the Jazz have. You know? Uh, but the Jazz, man, super impressive team. I mean, they are incredible this year. We're talking about the number one seed in the, the West. There's nothing more to say. One of the unexpected teams... Um, that's why they're a little above the heat because they are a one seed. They aren't a four seed, five seed, you know. Even though last year we had some injuries too, uh, it was looking like we could have got a top four seed, but we didn't, and we got it together in the bubble. And the, the season was shortened, you know, by a couple games, and we were getting hot at the end of the season. And I think it was 10 games. It was a lot more than 10 games. I think it was 60-something games last year was played. I believe so. Um, so it got shortened by a lot, and we were catching the Celtics uh, – we were catching them pretty quickly. And you know what happens. But this Utah team, I'm still sticking by what I said. But they have impressed me to the fucking fullest, man. Trust me. They have impressed me. They're ridiculous. Golly. They're damn fucking good. Transitioning? Good God. Um, transitioning into the Heat uh, after they lost to the Jazz, right? A lot of Heat fans like to overreact. And I don't know why. It's... Bro, we just won four out of five games. That's the best we've done all season. They act like Jimmy Butler isn't back. No, we don't have a full roster. And that's what people aren't taking into consideration either. Dude, let's all calm down, man. Let's all calm down. Right? Kelly Olenek is not playing well. No, he is playing awful. He, he had a little spurt there, and I talked about him on the podcast, and then he didn't show up to a game for two months. But we have a guy, Jimmy Butler, who, you know, when he's on the court, we're winning 60% of our games, guys. It's not like we're he's on the court and we're losing a lot of games. Dude, we're winning when he's on the court. And Bam, when he finds that balance, you have to remember, bro, we still have to find that chemistry of aggressive Bam again. Bam is now a legit 20 to 25 point score a game for the rest of his career. Jimmy and him have to find that balance of my turn, your turn, facilitate here, facilitate there. Like, Bam doesn't know how to look to score and facilitate. Bam knows how to look to score or facilitate. It's he's standing still, not looking at the hoop, handing it off, and passing. Or he's fucking 
forcing a shot. It makes no sense to me. And then when his mid-range, he misses two or three mid-range jump shots, he stops shooting. He can't do that. He's improved so much. He has to keep shooting that, you know? Am I disagreeing with the fact that, you know, we got to make moves this year? No, I'm not. We need a new, we need a piece down low. And like I've said previous, we need to put Bam and Achua in there together. Because this offensive rebounding shit is hurting us, and I know they can't, Bam and him can play high-low. The rookie just does not know play sometimes, you know. But we have to go improve the four spot. We have to address that. And whether that's more, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if we need more depth or a, a bigger body. I don't know what it is. I'm not a GM. We have fucking Pat Riley, the president of operations for that. You know, to pick out what we need to, to, to work on. Because I don't know what it is. But we need something down there, though. We need we need something other than Kelly Olynyk, and he is a good player. Kelly is not a bad player. He can he can score, man. It's just out getting out rebounded on a consistent basis is starting to bother me. And we still have to remember, guys, we don't have Drogic and Avery Bradley right now. We're we're lacking very badly on perimeter defense. Like Drogic, I'm not talking about Drogic, and we don't have Mo Harkless, who was coming into form for two, two, three games there. He was our best printer defender, and Jimmy can't get minutes with him. It, it's just frustrating as a Heat fan, right? We're doing that shit that one year where uh, we started out 11 and 30, and then went 30 and 11 second half, where it's Hassan missing 10 games, then D Wade comes back, and then Hassan comes back. They play two, three games together. Then D Wade misses four games. Then he comes back. Hassan misses five. You know, shit like that. It's one of those. But once we get Avery Bradley back in a month or two weeks, whenever it is, hopefully it gets better soon. And Drogic is a key piece. Once we get those guys back, go those guys back, we will be looking at a really good lineup. And I think that Kendrick Nunn's needs that fucking the reins pulled back a little bit now. Okay, he has been playing well, but he has so many wasted possessions of shooting a three-pointer, a floater, anything inside the first seven minutes of the shot clock. Or first seven, first seven minutes, first seven seconds of the shot clock. And it's quite frustrating as a Heat fan. We know we can score, but bro, lay back a little bit. I think I'm one of those dudes who thinks your star player should touch the ball. One of them, one of our stars, should touch the ball. Like, once every play. One of them has to touch the ball every play. And sometimes that does not happen when Kendrick Nunn is on the floor. Like, if Tyler Hero is doing that, we know Tyler Hero is better than Kendrick Nunn. He's struggling this year a little bit because he can't stay out of protocol. But we know he's better. And I'm okay with Tyler Hero shooting a couple uh, hurried shots. He's kind of getting out of hand this year because he knows he's not playing up to par, per se. But Heat fans... Let's all just take a breath. Y'all forget who we have on our team sometimes. We have Jimmy Butler and we have Bam. I'm not saying this is a this season. This is a long-term solution dealt with Jimmy and Bam. This season, we have them two to keep us afloat. And then we have to make deals down the line. That is a fact. Okay? I know this. You know this. All right? But let's all take a breath. Let's all take a breath. Jimmy's back. Bam's going to get into his shit. And when Drogic comes back, and then when Bradley comes back, Avery, 
we are looking great, all right? So let's all take a breath. Let's all calm down, all right? That's all I need to say to the Heat fans, all right? I'm with you, man. I'm a, I was a little panicky at the, at the beginning of the season, all right? I was. But here we are. Looking a little rusty, looking a little bad. We'll get it together. Just calm down, guys. Like A-Rod said, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We'll be aight. Alright guys, so I, I stopped the pod to think of another topic, but y'all know how I do, man. I'm not going to force a topic on this on this uh, podcast. We got Lake, uh, Clippers and Heat tonight. We also have Jazz 76ers. Um, I'm putting my money on, shit, the Jazz are 15-1-1 against the spread. Why would this be any different? You know what I mean? I'm putting my money on them, and that means they're probably going to lose. So uh, since I want to bet the Jazz, I will bet the 76ers. And since I did that both ways, I will bet the Jazz again. Okay? Makes sense? Makes sense. Uh, the Heat, I bet on the Heat every game. So it's kind of shitty I do that because I'm an idiot for doing it. But we haven't shown any reason to bet on us. But I do. And uh, once again, guys, thank you all for listening, man. This is so cool. Uh, if I thought that I... Um, you know, I would have never thought to invest in myself with this much money in my podcast if I didn't think I was going to make something of it. And y'all have made that possible. You know, and I should have started out on YouTube and Instagram sooner. And I didn't. And I probably would have expanded uh, a little bit quicker with that. And it's not like I'm reaching thousands of states and shit, thousands of states, you know, thousands of people yet. But I, I think I'm going to get there. And my phrase, like I said on Twitter, all year has been sense of urgency, you know? Let's move with a sense of urgency. Let's not, let's not settle anymore, man. Let's stop settling for shit. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to live the life you live. You don't. You can choose different. But what's holding you back, you know? Kick your foot through the fucking door and ask yourself. You know, maybe you don't have a passion yet. Maybe you gotta go out and find it. Stop just living in your little cubicle life. I don't mean like a job. I just mean like in your life. Just in a little cube. You know, but uh, talking about the social media platforms, I should have expanded more and quicker and off rip, but I didn't. Why? Because I was under the uh, mindset that my podcast was going to be for me and four of my friends, honestly. And I, I don't care about that shit. I don't. It's cool to see it turn into something where a hundred people like it or. 40 people like it or 20 people like it, 10 people like it, other than the people I thought. It's expanded further than that. So it's really cool. But when you have, I, I put a, I put a ceiling on myself and I don't know why I did that. Don't ever restrict yourself from shit. And, you know, I think we're, we're expanding and we're going to get there and I'm going to be here for the long haul, like I've said a hundred times. So I just wanted to thank y'all again for listening, man. It's just been really cool. It's just, I got this new setup and I started getting like, not nostalgic in a sense, because that's not the right word. I started having flashbacks when I first started the podcast. And it was like, didn't know how to do audio stuff. Didn't know how to do video. Like right now, you're going to hear this, and it's not going to have any background noise. When I record this, it has like, shh, in the background. And you're not going to hear it, because I learned that shit, you know? And it just started out with echoey background noise. And not knowing how to use my mic, not knowing how to use the gain levels. And here I am 
putting in money into my podcast because I want it to sound and feel better and look better and things of that nature. I just think it's insane how we, we get to that point with passions. And I think it's it's just indicative uh, to do that. And it shows just like when you're passionate about something, you will indeed believe in yourself and know you can do better inside of it. So that's my little uh, rant for the day. I always try to leave y'all with something, even if it comes off as arrogant. I don't give a fuck. I know I'm not arrogant. I'm arrogant with sports talk. I'm not an arrogant person. I'm a nice dude. I try to leave y'all with something, some gems. You know what I mean? Some gems at the end of the pod, just so y'all can go about your day in a good way. So thank you all for listening. The song of the day, uh, one of the more not talked about uh, J. Cole Kendrick collabs, because Kendrick didn't want to spit a verse because Cole bodied. If y'all want to listen to a good-ass song, American Dream, Young Jeezy, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Fantastic song. Really wanted a K-Dot verse on there, but it didn't happen. But that's the song of the day. It's a killer killer track. Um, So I hope you all have a wonderful day, afternoon, evening. Tell your mom about me. Tell your grandma about me. I did not know this. Uh, my relatives know about my podcast, and my grandma couldn't listen because I said the F word in like the first three seconds. Very sad to know that she knows I curse now. She knows I curse. Uh, it kind of sucks ass. Anyways, y'all have a wonderful day, man. For real. Hope y'all have a great day. I'm out, man. The pod goat is out. Dose. My niggas still cracking the BP. Hoping one day they can beat D. Niggas is there on the screen. Cause that's the American dream. Now here go the thing. Listen. Hysterical screams coming from mothers that bury the kings. Or the unbearable pain of watching them walk out with the sheriff and chains. Becoming a number they no longer care about the name White folks been getting rich off of cocaine Through some underhanded methods I don't got time to explain Out of fear that I won't reach them And since preaching ain't my thing I just drop a gem or two within the few verses I sang For all my real niggas trapped inside the game You know that